Welcome back. Uh, we are up here in West Forks, Maine. I got Jordan Linger here and uh, Gabe Pascalucci with a lot of Italian at the end of it. Um, we uh, just got we just wrapped up a week of grouse hunting up here in the Forks. And um, I don't know, what do you say, guys? <laughs> how would how would you describe <laughs> the week that we just had? There's no birds, no birds whatsoever. There's no birds up here. They the they're the main the main grouse is extinct. They're they're gone. There's none up here. Yeah, I mean it definitely feels like North Carolina, which is weird because we came up here kind of you know, I say it hesitantly, but like with the expectation that we we're just gonna freaking limit out on birds, you know. But I I don't know. It's we flushed one in what, two years in North Carolina? Mm-hmm. And so yeah, I mean, keep keep going. No, I mean, it's just that it is what it is, man. I mean, that's that's hunting. That's days of hunting. Yeah, man. and like the idea behind this trip was, you know, I was hoping that you guys, having not killed grouse yet, would be able to just come up here and slaughter them. You know, when bring your dogs up and we'd just have a great old time. But it appears that with a numerous amount of variables, I guess that. Uh, the grouse population might not be very good this year, but it also is only the first week of the season. So, you know, who, who knows what will actually happen, but it seemed obviously everybody in the forks, because after two days, everyone was like, yep, that's it. There's no more grouse. Forget it. Just leave the forks. There's none left. Don't even bother going out. Season's over. (laughs) It did. It did seem like everyone we ran into was struggling, but, um, Oh, there, before, there, before there were a lot of there were a lot of variables at play that uh, we just obviously couldn't get around between the weather and the weather throughout the year. Yeah. Well, before we get into the into the details of it, though, like let's um, I don't know. You want to just introduce yourself again, Jordan, and go around here real quick. Yeah, uh, Jordan from North Carolina. Um, I have uh, two English setters, Remy and Cal, who are right here next to me. They might, they might get. You might hear them in, uh, throughout this episode, but we'll, we'll see. They're, they're pretty, pretty quiet right now. Yeah, they're pretty KO. They're, they're, right they're, now. they're, they're all, all pretty zonked. Yeah. And, and uh, you, Gabe? Uh, I'm Gabe Pascalucci. Um, me and Joe know each other from work. Um, before he came back to the Northeast, I'm originally from Connecticut, and uh, I got a three-year-old German short hair pointer moose. Um, and uh, me and Jordan. Uh, hunt our dogs quite a bit in North Carolina and we're both kind of learning how to train and how to be upland hunters you know and which is also tough just because the south isn't really uh it's not great for upland anymore and it's it's just it's hard so yeah so when when did you guys get started you you got started first with Cal right Yes, and Cal, uh, he'll be three here soon. Um, so right around that time, but I but I hunted a couple times with some friends just to kind of get kind of get pointed in the right direction of yep. what I wanted. What made you go with English setters? Uh, their temperament, and also it's just like uh, like I said before. Um, my grandparents in Maryland, they had two paintings of English setters oh, on that's point, right. yeah. either chasing quail or something like that. And I always just 
thought that they they were classy and classic looking dogs. Yep. And uh, they've been they've been great. I will say, you know, for take it as it is this week. I mean, we obviously learned a lot and we still had a blast, but it was it was really cool to watch the dogs work. Um, I mean, obviously, like like uh, we we've said a couple times this week, Remy's a monkey with a switchblade. Or the fur missile, as I as I dubbed him this week as well. That one's sticking. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like the fur missile. The fur, um, fur missile is definitely good. It, but but Cal Cal was impressive to watch. You could you can even just see just like that extra year of experience, you know, just of being a bird dog, mm-hmm. and what what that does for him. So um, that was that was cool. He Cal on on our first hunt. Um, was already on the grouse. He, he was, he was, he had it dialed in like right from the get go, which was cool to watch. And we thought that like, that was a, that was a sign. We of thought that that was, yeah, exactly. On the Monday was our first day. And we thought like, okay, this is what this week's going to look like. Mm-hmm. Cause we actually had pretty good sightings on the first day on Monday. Um, yeah. I mean, we, what would we get out at six, six thirty, mm-hmm. something around there. And we had, First flush by seven thirty. We had first shots at, yeah, seven. Yeah, yeah. We started working that one road, and uh, the first bird. Yeah, it was seven thirty. Jo- uh, Jordan and I were in the woods a little bit off of a logging road, and we were just walking through, kind of following Cal, and just kind of pushing through this piece that looked nice, looked like it was good habitat, and boom, first grouse came right over there, our heads. We both yelled bird, and my cousin Sean and Gabe were in the road. And you guys each took a swing at it, but it was, he was, he was going about Mach 10 across my head. So that, that bird came out crossing quick. So that then was, it was about maybe what, 15, 20 minutes later, Cal went on point with the second bird. Yep. <laughs> yep. So the, I don't know, tell it from, from your guys' side on, on that second bird. So Gabe and I are in the woods and Gabe had actually linked up his uh, his transmitter to Cal's collar, so we could both see what Cal was doing. Well, so the intent originally, though, was that we wanted, because we weren't familiar with the terrain and the dogs weren't familiar with the terrain, we wanted to run each of the dogs individually for at least, like, one kind of session or hunt, whatever you want to right. call it. Right. Just give them right. give yeah. them a few hours to just let each of them individually kind of figure it out mm-hmm. and not, you know, try and hunt together and not try and hunt. So it's four of yeah, us. Because again, dog. again, this for both of you guys is the first time you've been up in like the North Woods, like of of Maine and well, hunting, the, hunting grouse, hun- yeah. hunting, hunting grouse or I mean, have you guys hunting have, have you ever been up? like in northern new hampshire or even up here hunting yeah anything? yeah not in the not in the forks okay. but yeah yeah, yeah I okay mean, I've been okay up so here, i mean but... you you rel- you have some familiarity but yeah hunting hunting with dogs up here for grouse this was a completely new experience i mean for all three of us i've never hunted with i've hunted grouse a bunch obviously but um never with dogs so that was it was a, you 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 know a big learning experience this week for all of us in in that regard it was it's quite a bit different terrain compared to obviously like the south north carolina yeah. um yep. i mean in general yep. um it was it it was kind of a mix like a lot of parts were very very dry and then a lot of parts were like very 
like mucky and 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 wet so we didn't know what to expect yeah like, so like anything blue on the map there's a good chance it's just going to be like either a puddle or washed out or just like three foot deep tire tracks yeah it was kind of strange up here where some parts it seemed like it was a dust bowl and then others were soaking wet you know just boggy and i mean that's just kind of what it is like up here with and and you you know like what we saw earlier with the two moose that we ran into like that's <laughs> that's their habitat is that yeah. boggy nastiness swampy areas but um yeah so like from your guys perspective like what what were the what are some of your biggest takeaways from hunting up here as far as like well, what wait, you guys wait, wait, did wait. With H- hang out back up back up Back up. I, I cut him off before. I, let me let me bring this back on track. <laughs> okay. What happened with the flush? What oh, happened geez. with the oh, flush? Oh, yeah, you're right. We we went completely off track. Because, yeah, like, okay. that was a good – I mean, that was a good scenario. That was a good that flush. Was a, that, that was a was fantastic like, scenario. I mean, that was – on point. That, that yeah. was, that was yeah, textbook. Okay. Back to the story. You're so right. So, one you're, dog. We had Cal. Just so, so, Cal was in the woods, and I was closer to him. And, Gabe, you were probably about 50 yards Behind? Yeah, yeah, something like that. Roughly, you know. yeah, not not thirty yards, something like that. And I see Cal get a little birdie, and he's just like kind of looking nose to the ground, and then all of a sudden he just stops, just straight up stops, and we both get the notification at the same time. And I, oh, hear- I could I could see him. I didn't. Yeah. Even, <laughs> I didn't even get it on my receiver. I could just see him. All, also, it, 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 all, all I hear is it, all I hear Gabe say is like. Cows on point. <laughs> and I walk up and I'm maybe 15 feet behind Cal. And I see him and then I see the bird. And I. Oh, you actually saw the bird. I saw the bird. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, 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 I was behind him and I saw the bird. Like yep. I saw what he was staring at. Yep. And then I could vaguely see you. And then. Okay. So, yeah. So. I'm on the road. I can't see Jordan or Gabe, and I can't also see Cal, but I can hear their voices telling me where Cal is. And it, from me to where I suspect this bird can be, because it, it, everything was relatively open except for this one spot that was right in front of me. And it was, you know, kind of just some clumped up slash and brush and some knocked over trees. And I was about three yards from that pile of, of, of brush. And so I'm backpedaling as fast as I can to just at least, you know, have any chance of swinging my gun around on this bird. And as soon as I start backing up, Cal pushes into this pile and the bird comes straight up and over and I'm, I'm backpedaling still swinging my gun. And I try to take a shot across the road at it and just missed. And then it, kind of went low into the other side of the of the woods across the logging road and then it was kind of a wild goose chase after that mm-hmm. trying to reflush it that was probably the biggest bird that we saw that week that was a big bird it was yeah, a huge it, bird. It i was. thought that was a pheasant or like a, <laughs> yeah. like a freaking turkey vulture so so back real quick though explain explain like the units that you guys have here with the dogs and like you you've you know said a couple of times because I thought this was really cool about like what you can do and how you know like um, what your dog's doing basically. So uh, we both run all Garmin products. I run a Garmin Pro, uh, Garmin 550 Pro Plus, 
which is a very, very simplified unit. Um, you can have up to three dogs on the unit. Um, they both have Garmin TT15 uh, and TT15X uh, uh, GPS units. And so it tracks them uh, simultaneously. Uh, it will show you the distance, how far they are, what direction they are. And it'll also show you like when they when they're on point, um, and it also is connected to my Garmin Instinct watch. And no, no, this podcast is not sponsored by Garmin. <laughs> yeah, we're all you know. Ironically, we're all wearing Garmin Instinct watches sitting around this <laughs> table. But um, yeah, so when when it tells you that your dog's on point, it's just because it hasn't detected movement in a certain period of time, right? Correct. Yeah, yeah. it's just a de- like a delay setting. Yeah. I, 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 somewhere in there, I said it at one point, but I'm pretty sure it's like 10 seconds or something like that. When your when your dog, um, when the GPS receiver doesn't detect any movement from the GPS collar for like 10 seconds, then it would indicate that if if you have that collar set in pointer mode then it would indicate that your dog is theoretically on point. Gotcha. So like when Moose is standing still, which is rarely ever, except when he's watching you cook dinner or whatever, <laughs> or trying to get a piece of jerky out of your hand, then, you know, he's normally not on point. Um, but, and, and there's other modes on the collar too. Like m- one of my buddies is a hound hunter, which is who I actually bought my unit from. I use the same collars, the TT15X, but I have a uh, Alpha 100 receiver, also made by Garmin, which is uh, a little more in depth. But it has a touch screen and uh, like you can it has like digital mapping on it, and um, it's like an iPhone. Yeah, it's just it's just a little bit more in depth. It's at this point, it's a li- it's a little bit older technology than some of the stuff that's coming out. I think they have a 200 and I and a 300 I now or something, but. Um, yeah, it's virtually the same thing, but I can add, you know, other collars on there. You know, I can actually see on the map how far they are and what direction they're going and I can track their path and I can pause tracking. So if we pick up to a, if we want to pick up and go to a different spot, I can pause the tracking and so that I don't record the, you know, the stats on, Yeah. you know, I have dogs average speed. I have dogs total travel distance. I have, you know, all these different things that are you know mostly cool to look at i guess but you know some of them are probably not even really that it's it's good data i guess you know just in general sure sure but i have access to that stuff as well but it's through it basically sends all that info to my phone through the garmin explorer app yep so like i said mine is definitely a more simplified unit and that's that's what I wanted. <laughs> yeah. But we run our dogs in point mode because all our dogs are pointers. Yep. So, you know, there's other modes. So you can run like, you know, um, tree, tree mode and stuff like that where like hound hunters, if you have coon hounds or lion hounds or bear squirrel hound, dogs, yeah, squirrel dogs, whatever, you know, it, it knows that your dog is kind of in the same vicinity and he's probably quote unquote barking up a tree. Yeah. You know, and it's it's just there's some slightly different default settings that change, but yeah, Garmin seems to have like that corner of the market with that stuff. It seems like they have the the best things out there. But. Yeah, I mean there there's other brands out there too. You know, there's Dogtra, there's um, um, 
uh, DT Systems. There's what's that other? What's the other brand that's pretty? Uh, Sport Dog. Sport Dog. Um, and but I it just happened that I had a buddy that was getting rid of a receiver and he was gonna sell it to me at a decent price and I was getting a collar and it you know it just it all just kind of worked out for me but that was yeah. just you know well and the funny thing was is that Tritronics was its own brand if you look at the bottom of that receiver it says Garmin Tritronics oh, yeah yep. Tritronics was its own brand for a bit and then Garmin bought them hmm. okay. Yeah, so um, so there were those two birds on that first morning on Monday that we had opportunities on. Um, Do we have there anything any, else that day? I can't was there remember. any? Well, I mean, I know we saw a couple more, but we mm. didn't have any shots. I believe. Didn't didn't we uh, didn't we see one on the road later that day yep. in the afternoon or something? Yep. But. But we quickly lost it as soon as we try to jump out of the truck. Which, by the way, is just—it's kind of like not mind blowing to me, but it's just like not what I was expecting at all. I mean, it's funny—you guys told, you know, you told us when you went on a moose hunt last year, which is the first that I've heard of this. You were like, "Oh yeah, you know, I we were there for you know a week and we were hunting moose and we didn't have any luck, but." We shot like 20 grouse over the course of yeah. the week or something. Yep. Which I was like, oh, re- well, how'd you do that? And you were like, we literally just, when you're walking down the road, they're just standing there in the side, of, in the ditch. Yeah, walking or driving from spot to yeah. spot to moose hunt. And we yeah. just we just put the truck in park, get out, pick up the shotgun, put a shell in it, and blast the ditch chicken, yep. you know? And I'm like, no, that's, no shit. <laughs> the, like, what is this method of hunting like? You know, it's like, it almost sounds like, like, it's weird. Like, it almost sounds like poaching. I don't know. You just like drive around in a truck and you just jump out and try and shoot something. I yeah. don't know. Yeah. But meanwhile, you know, we come down here and we got the dogs and it's just like, it's funny. Cause like we expected the dogs to be, I don't know. We expect the dogs to like work wonders for us. Well, and we well, had I'd, literally no success other than the first day. So, with so the dogs. I, I mean, to be totally fair, like I did too. Like I, I've had obviously great success hunting grouse from the truck, <laughs> and it, I was like, oh, we got dogs now. This is gonna be lights out. Like it, if I can hunt them this well from the truck, like I, I can only imagine how well we're gonna be able to hunt them with dogs. And that was like a massive punch in the face and then it was 80, and then it was 80 degrees yeah so yeah so hey, i don't know you you guys want to talk about like what we learned at least so far this week for the first week of the season of the variables of what we think like might not make a great grouse season this year or at least why we didn't have luck this week you know so like first off the weather so I mean, it's, it's the first week of October in Maine, in, you know, northern-ish Maine. Um, it should be, you know, 40s, like on average. It, to, should, be, it should be 40s to 60 degrees. And um, it, besides today, I think it was basically um, – there were, there were a couple days that it hit like 75 degrees in the shade. Yeah, it was, it was, probably, like, it was probably like 50 and to 
75. Yep. And we, and we got to talking about it. Cause I, I you know, I just was so frustrated with it. I'm like, this is just, it's you like you guys, this is not normal. Like this is completely unheard of. And I think you actually even looked it up. You looked up the average <laughs> yeah. and at, like the records of what this area is for, yeah, for that, for that like date. Yeah, and and the record temperature ever recorded in West Forks, Maine, on the on that particular date was like seventy nine degrees. And I went and looked at the thermometer on the side of camp over here, and in the shade, it said it was seventy four degrees. Yeah, like we were almost at record high temperatures, and and like that 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 obviously just isn't good for grouse. Well, and it. Not good for grouse, but I mean, also you gotta you gotta pay attention to your dogs at the same time to make sure they don't get toast. And, sure. Yeah. And because I mean, you can get into all sorts of health problems. Yeah, you can that. you can run them run them too hard, and mm-hmm. they're gonna get gassed. And yeah, so I mean, so there was the weather, um, that obviously doesn't help. Um, you know, people just like any other game animal, like, yeah, you can still kill them when the weather isn't ideal, but it doesn't help. Um, like some of what, what, a tactic that as far as working the weather that I know for a fact works is when we have frost and, you know, freezing temperatures when I've been up here before, um, deer hunting and we get opportunities on grouse is, you know, that when, when the sun hits those logging roads, on a night before that had frost, those birds are on the grass on the ground next to the logging roads, getting in the sun because mm-hmm. you know, they're warming up and warming up and drying off and drying off. Yeah. And that is not something that they were doing this week no. it, it just because, you know, Oh, and then after the quick little bit of research that like we come to find is that obviously with, with all the heat and uh, they were, there were still mushrooms in the woods. Well, yeah. So that was the next thing that I wanted to go to. So there, there was the, the heat, the heat of the day, like particularly of this week. Um, well, so additionally on the weather, um, before we move on to the, to food, I guess would be, uh, this spring and summer, we've had an extremely wet spring and summer, like astronomical amounts of rain. And I guess, again, another thing that we found out with some research and stuff like that and something that I didn't know is that if you have a particularly wet spring and summer, it can actually be damaging to the reproduction yep. of grouse. Yep. And, and I, I think your dad actually had brought that up because your dad came up for a couple days you yep. know, to hang out, and he had actually run into a game warden and was shooting the shit with the game That's warden right. yep. for a, you know a little bit. And the game warden was like, yeah, you know, we – we had such a wet, yep, you know, spring and summer that like probably just bad reproduction numbers. Yeah. So I, I, what I don't really know, which I guess I, I can look this up later at some point, but um, is if that means that like the the offspring like don't survive, or if that means like that they just straight up don't reproduce as much. I, 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 I don't know. I guess I'll have to look into that, but. Yeah, so that's that's the that's the rumor right now is that because of such a the wet spring that we had, the grouse numbers are going to be really low this year cuz a lot of the grouse that get killed are last spring's grouse. You know, if you think of like even yeah, just like a, a mature-ish. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, or at least a 
of age right, bird. Right. Yep. You know, just just like uh, um, you know, the previous springs, you know, turkeys. You know, th- those are huntable birds um, that 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 come that coming year. So I'm gonna um, take a stab in the dark and just. I'm going to guess that it's probably because, I mean, you guys had a lot of roads out here that when we were driving up, you were giving us reports kind of from other people in the area that said, hey, there's a lot of roads that are washed out. Yep. And I'm going to just guess that a lot of that, you know, bad reproduction is probably, or bad numbers is probably just because of flooding and yeah, like yeah. oversaturation and just not being able to like produce the right you know environmental attributes that they need to survive so like yeah. may- maybe the numbers were there for reproduction but you know maybe they just don't they don't have enough forage they don't have enough you know obviously there was enough water so you know no concern there but a lot of habitat is probably overly flooded and you know yeah and even um something that would probably be worth looking into that you just kind of made me think of while saying that is um grouse they lay their eggs on the ground right so maybe maybe there were certain areas that are like um you know sites that grouse flock to for you know laying their eggs that were flooded or something like that. So then, it, you know, that changed things and stressed them out and this, that, and the other thing. And, you know, that, that impacted their numbers. So, so yeah, so weather, um, was a huge factor and, and yeah, so then the next thing which you were alluding to is, is food. So it is the first week of the season and I didn't really quite think of this at the time, but I mean, the, the leaves haven't all fallen off of the trees yet. Um, I'm normally up here in November deer hunting during rifle season. Um, so completely different first week of October versus in November. So all the leaves are still on the trees. Um, it was unusually warm and what we were seeing from some research and from the bird that we had killed as well, cause we inspected its crop is what everyone else was saying is that they're eating mushrooms and they're staying deep in the woods right now. And like uh, the crop of uh, the bird that you had shot, um, it was mushrooms and clover. So right. it was yep. it was basically summer food that these birds are still eating because it's still available. And uh, when we got back into some of the spruce thickets, I mean, we all saw it. There's mushrooms everywhere. Yep. So there's still plenty of food for them that's deep into the woods. And again, something else that I had learned is when they're eating mushrooms, they don't need as much gravel to digest their food. So they don't need to go up to the roads and collect the stones for their um, for their crop to digest their food. So, again, it's another reason that we a lot of people aren't seeing them. They're not coming up close to the roads and they're a lot harder to hunt when they're deep into the woods. Right. And and we weren't even our dogs. We had dogs, mm-hmm. but we were walking the roads and then letting our dogs kind of, you know, go off into the woods on the sides of the roads to you know to look for scent and Mm -hmm. search but i mean i would say you know generally we were going what maybe 50 maybe 75 yards off of the road yeah you know roughly i mean i mean there was a handful of times where we did go uh, where we did go pretty deep 
and yeah, depending like, on <laughs> depending on how the the area looked, you yeah. know, if it looked really good, yeah, we were pushing into the woods because we mean, wanted it, to inspect what, it. Like earlier today, is that I mean, I followed Cal pretty deep in and and saw some saw some pretty good sign, and he must have he must have pointed at some old scent or something like that, which they can pick up. And yeah. he was, I mean, he was he was locked up ready to roll and i'm sitting there looking on the ground with nothing to show for it yep yeah i mean we i've got the scrapes to prove it (laughs) (laughs) we i mean we so we hunted with the dogs we did a ton of walking i mean i don't Mm -hmm. know if we've actually done an official total yet i think it's i think it's about 60 yeah so it's about 60 60 miles so we were we were doing 10 plus miles a day of hiking and yeah like generally it was off of logging roads but we were working in the woods outside of the logging roads. I mean, and there's only so much like into the woods that you can do effectively. Um, cause it's just so thick around here. Yeah, like it, yeah, it's, it's tough. Yeah. Um, and a different kind of thick than we're used to. Cause like we, that was one big thing we were both concerned about, not concerned about, but like just expected to be different. Like we are used to hunting either like up in the mountains, which is, pretty open and the only areas of cover get worked well because mm-hmm. they're few and far between mm-hmm. or briars briars yeah like thick dense which will briars. shred you <laughs> yeah like uh, like pretty much up to your neck like, right you know yeah the the briars don't really exist up here because everything just dies off in the winter you know but we just have that as you guys can see, just a thick, dense northern woods. Yeah. You know. And it was green, yellow, orange, and red this week. So, yep. you know, even more difficult to see a light brown to yep. dark and there's, brown. And there's still ferns fern. on the ground and there's there's a lot of cover and a lot of places for the grouse to hide in. So it was it was the first week of October. We've talked about this many a times, you know, like if you guys come up again is not the week that we're going to be doing this. We're, we're going to wait a little bit later and hope that uh, the conditions will be better yeah. than on weather aspect, cover, cover aspect, food aspect. Like I think there's a big draw to um, doing something like this later in the grouse season than the first week. I, I, I can't recall ever hunting birds uh, in just like a t-shirt. Yeah. And, even in North Carolina, Yeah, even in North Carolina, because I mean, like we said, you are going through those briars. You do need protection. Right. And what was the whole reason that we – there was really two reasons why we planned to come up here on this weekend. The first was that, A, you and I both – well, all three of us have jobs. And yeah. for us, we were traveling like 16 hours, you know, one way. So, And we also figured that all the woodcock hadn't left yet. Right, yeah, because right. we were trying because our dogs have seen woodcock before and mm-hmm. have been on more woodcock than grouse, mm-hmm. and we were trying to catch the beginning of the migration, mm-hmm. um, so that there would still be woodcocks, which we did, ar- right? Yeah, we, we did. We did. We, did we, definitely, we definitely saw quite a bit of woodcock. Well, because why would they migrate when it's seventy we, degrees? Exactly. You know, there's no reason to migrate. Yeah, so. and yeah, and I think. I think that could have been honestly part of the problem. Like maybe we shouldn't have thought about that. We, I think we tried to play too many cards, you know, like well, we tried and, to catch well, too and many honestly, things that at kind once. Of, that info helps us out just because now we kind of know that it's 
going to be a later migration in our state. Oh, sure. Yeah. So that makes sense. Our season opens up December 11th. And will I be out there opening day? Probably. But <laughs> will I maybe, will you have high may, hopes? maybe see a couple? But yeah. I would not be surprised come, come January. Like, that's when most of them are going to be in the areas that we hunt. Yep. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah, like I don't, I don't think at all that this week having us not shoot a pile of grouse was a loss. Like there were so many things that we all, I think learned from it and can do a million times better now. Now that we know it, it's, you know, just, it's another one of those things that you don't know what you don't know. Well, and now all the dogs have a, have a good solid introduction to it. Yeah, and you, I am very, true. I'm very, very comfortable now seeing the dogs work that we could take them anywhere from the Midwest to the East coast and, I have no problem with the terrain. Yeah. We should preface this too by saying both Jordan and myself are inexperienced or first time dog, uh, like bird dog or upland dog trainers per se and, and owners for that matter, Mm -hmm. frankly. So, you know, everything we've done is, is, you know, not, neither of us have, have, paid for or gone to you know any any very elaborate or expensive bird dog training i mean kind of all of this we're it's doing all diy is, yeah is mostly diy and we're learning as we you know as we go through this so for us this was a great week yeah, like yeah. even though it's it's always disappointing when you go on a hunt and you don't you know kill what you expect to or harvest what you expect to. I mean, this was like, you know, this was fantastic. I mean, we just spent five days specifically watching our dogs train, watching Jordan's dogs train, him watching my dog train, me watching him as a trainer, him watching me as a trainer. Oh yeah. There's lots of, lots of experience points going everywhere. Yeah. 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 No cell phone reception. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very no, little, at least. Yeah, Why download your Onyx maps before you go into an area, so that you're not like trying to look at these blurry blobs of a map, you yeah, know, or buy an atlas. I don't know. That's, that's why. Yeah, that's buy where, an atlas for every state that you're gonna that's, hunt. That's where the atlas comes in. I it, thought it, my it, mom it, was crazy, but then I realized why she had the beat to shit atlas in her minivan. Yeah, yep. everyone up north has a has a beat the shit atlas tucked in between their seat and their center console because you know we just don't have cell phone reception in some places. <laughs> and, yeah, no. And here's one of those places, um, but. Yeah, the dogs the dogs were great. It was it was cool to watch them work um at at that. And they like I would even say like over the past 5 days I could see an improvement in all three of them in how they work. Absolutely. Like, just 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 from these past 5 days. Am I upset that I didn't that I didn't put a grouse on the ground? Absolutely, but the fact that my dogs and myself were able to have this experience and then to actually get on grouse for something that they've had very, very little experience with and they've picked up on it. It's, it, it's been awesome. So, yep. yeah. And, and again, you know, you don't know, I already said this, but you don't know what you don't know. I now have a much better idea of how we could plan a trip like this again. 
I'm going to be watching the weather in the spring and summer. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to be not doing – it would never be again the first – the opening week in October, even if how much we'd ever want to try to get it lined up with Woodcock. I think even even if we had – the perfect conditions for grouse like that following that previous spring and summer probably wouldn't do the first week because the, the cover's too much and they're still after that mm-hmm. summer food source. Um, you know, really the best way to work them, whether it's the truck or with the dogs is to be able to walk those logging roads. You're going to be able to cover so much more ground and walk or drive them. And so pushing it a little bit later to when they're going to want to be up there is definitely the way to Absolutely. go. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we spent the first three days out of five trying to figure out what variables were important and what weren't. I mean, right. like I, you and I are engineers and, you know, we go about things very systematically. So I'm like trying to figure out, okay, like if we change one variable, yep then, you know, what does that change the results of this hunt or not? And we went through that and we literally could not figure out out of like a handful of variables, we could not figure out one that was definitively like, I mean, really like we, you know, although we came here to, we came here to hunt grouse and we came with the expectation that this was going to be great training for us and our dogs and great exposure But at the end of the day, like I said it, you know, we came here to hunt grouse and harvest grouse, like whether it's with the dogs or riding around in the truck, you know, more or less jump shooting grouse off the side of the road, which seems to be the norm up here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's what what most people do. I mean, the truck or like a side by side or an ATV. Pretty much every afternoon that or or evening. That's what we did. We just drove around in the truck for two, three hours and, you know, tried to find any sign of birds in the in the ditch, birds on the road, birds in the little offshoots of logging roads, you know, and for how scarce it was. I mean, that did work. We we typically did see them in the evening when we drove around. And, you know, we didn't always get shots on them, but at least we saw them, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and at least attempted to put a chase on them. And, that, and that's typically how it works, you know, like that's how I've seen it happen. And it was funny the first one, um, the first time that we were driving around and we had that one that I slammed on my brakes and like skidded to a stop and it came walking out. Both of you guys, like... It was like watching a cartoon. Both of you guys, like, didn't believe what was happening. <laughs> You're like, there is literally a grouse, this wild animal, 20 yards away walking across the road. And you both, like, froze up. <laughs> and how many miles do you think have we walked in North Carolina to find the one that oh, yeah. we flushed? I mean, yeah, in one season, we've probably... We've easily done, like... I don't know, probably a hundred miles. Us, you know, the dogs probably double that. The game land in North Carolina that will not be named. Yeah, is a I pain mean, in the butt. it's like it's it's uh, like it wasn't a it wasn't a matter of like I didn't believe you. It's just a matter of like 
is it real? <laughs> no, I mean, it just like when it when it happened, I just like was you know, you guys just both wasn't completely froze up. Yeah, and you're like, no, it's literally <laughs> like, right no, there. Get out right now you're, and shoot it. And you're it. like, and I'm like, do you want me? You want me to grab your gun, put two shells in it, and jump out and try and shoot this thing? And I'm like, oh, oh okay, 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 I got it, got yeah, it, got yeah. it. That, that was the, like, <laughs> I was just replaying like playing reruns of Elmer Fudd in my head, and I was like, this is exactly what this is. I was just like. Yeah. What is going on? <laughs> yep. And and that's typically how it goes. Uh, and I mean, it can definitely get a little bit more exciting than that. Like literally shooting it right off of the road like that. If you guys did like shoot that one, um, obviously that literally is step out of the truck and shoot. Like it can get pretty fun when it, they, you see one, they dart off into the woods and you can kind of put a spot and stock on them. And that, and that can get, that can get fun. And we did do that a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Um, but we learned to get quick because after yeah, that first yeah. one where we both jumped out and then you were basically like, oh, well, you guys weren't fast enough. Right. You know, like, right. I was like, all right, well, shit. I mean, next time this happens, like I got to be like freaking shells in hand. I got to be go. like letting off shots before I'm even in front of the truck. You yeah, know, that's yeah. why I was like, that's that's why we I put two guns in the truck. Mm-hmm. You know, like I was hunting with my pump gun with an IC choke and then. I was like, well, shit, if we see anything on the side of the road, like I like I have my grandfather's 16 gauge, that'll be fun to shoot, too. That's got a modified on one side and a full choke on the other side. And if I if we if you slam on the brakes and there's a bird crossing (laughs) the road at like 40 yards, like I want to be able to freaking let rip two shots off that will actually reach out and touch it. So, you know, that's 16 gauge. I was like, all right, let's do it. And after that, seeing that first one, I was like ready to go. Like every, any time I was just waiting for you to just pump the brakes and yep. just throw the door open and jump yep. out. Like I was saying, I was saying later earlier today, like we need suicide doors. Yeah. That would, that would be pretty fun. <laughs> oh, yeah. Suicide doors, just have them slide up and oh, jump right God. out. And then we need, yeah. we need a Lincoln Continental with all terrain <laughs> tires. <laughs> I don't think it would make it down that uh, that road that we went on today Mm-mm. that Mm-mm. got a little questionable. That was a ITS trail that there was a couple roads that got questioned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean that's that's what happens out here. So it's it's always good to have uh you know the vehicles that are capable and all your family being around like that was pr- that was pretty cool to me because like I when we first came up here I did not realize that you know like your family had multiple like properties all within walking distance of here like honestly it's a stone's throw distance from here and i thought that guy that came over the you know the first day i just thought that was like a you know friendly neighbor and then you were like oh no like that's you know that's like my second cousin's you know husband and like what's my first cousin's oh yeah that's right your first cousin's and i was like yeah because sean's your second cousin who was staying here with us right and i was just like oh okay like no okay cool and then like one what was it the second the third or fourth day the third day he came hunting with us you know he jumped in my truck with us and you were like you don't care i was like no i don't care man like you know it was actually jordan's idea to ask him i i didn't think he'd want to but yeah like we asked him and jumped right in so yeah i mean that was cool i'd never hunted with with greg before so that was uh (laughs) that was great well and learning some of the some of the history of this town was was very very interesting and yeah hearing all the little stories you know and everybody goes to Benny's and everything like that berries like, berries berries <laughs> why did I say Benny's um but yeah it was just it, it was it was a really really cool experience yeah there, there's uh 
there's a lot of history. Um, a lot of it that I honestly don't know that, you know, I learn new stories every time I'm up here. Um, you know, Sean's a wealth of knowledge when it comes to that. I really want to get him on here to just talk about it. And, and, uh, I'll probably be doing that at some point, but, um, but yeah, so this house here was my, um, was my, what, who I call uncle Paul. Um, and that's, Sean, my cousin Sean and Matt, who are technically, I guess, my second cousins, right? Is that? Yeah, sounds yeah. right. Yeah, yep. um, I always just call them my cousins. But um, this was his house. He passed away and gave it to Matt and Sean. It's and and the house next to it as well is also owned by the family that is long generationally passed. And there's there's just a lot of history. And then my my uncle Lloyd. Um, he had spent some time up here with his cousins and his uncles because of um, this side of the Ploss family that owned these two places. He, he loved it up. He loved it up here so much that he went and bought that house across the road over there when it went up for sale. And, um, and he, he passed away, you know, quite a few years ago now, but um, so now, now my cousin Becky and her husband, Greg, you know, they, they use it and, and come up here and hunt. And, uh, yeah, the West Forks is just a kind of, it's a special place for, for my family, particularly generationally and, uh, you know, across cousins and uncles. And, um, there's, there's a lot of history that I, I need to really wrap my head around cause I don't even really know it all and I'd love to learn more about it. So, well, I yeah. mean, it, for, for years you've, you've told me about this place and how special it was and the fact that we were able to come up here yeah. and and enjoy it as well as is uh was a was a great gift yeah yeah i mean the first time i ever hunted up here um was the year that my uncle lloyd passed away actually he basically invited my dad and i to come up here to deer hunt with the rest of the plosses that were up here sean and matt and dan and uh and so we we were going to come up that fall to to come up and and deer hunt with them, with them all. I was probably 16 years old at the time, and uh, and my uncle Lloyd passed away. But you know we we still came up here and and deer hunted, and that's what kind of kicked me off in the hunting. You know I I this was really like my first like big woods experience when it came to hunting, and kind of just fell in love with the wilderness and especially that cabin over there. Like it's just a really cool experience being off the grid and. Like, I mean, we, I got, I got full cell phone coverage right now, but it never which, used, which yeah, you never on used our to way be up like here, that. literally until like a half hour before, like after getting here, you were like, yeah, no, we will definitely not have service. Yeah, it's never used to like blah, blah, blah. And we get here and your, your, your cousin Sean's like, oh yeah, man, we got Wi-Fi now. Yep. Like yep. we got 5G up in yep. this motherfucker. Like yep. yeah. <laughs> he's like, yeah, man, it's great up here now. Like yep. I was broadcasting the Pats game up yep. here earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Know? We walked in, he's watching the Pats <laughs> yeah. game on his phone. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, normally we stay in the cabin next door and it's, you know, it, it, when you step in there, we'll, we'll go check it out um, probably tomorrow or something. And, and you, it's like stepping into a time machine. It's, uh, everything's still set up from the a way ghostly that, time machine. Yeah. It is kind of weird. Yeah. You were like, though, man, I went over there to get some garlic powder and it was like real weird. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it, it is, it is weird. And, um, I, I mean, we all joke about it, that there's ghosts in there, but, um, the ghost of aunt Jenny, <laughs> but, um, but, uh, you know, it's wood stove. It's all original, um, 
from the the late 1800s um and it's wood stove there's no running water over there and that's normally the way that we would come up here and deer hunt you know middle of november um really you know be bitter cold out and we'd be in there huddled around the wood stove um no electricity no well no there is electricity sorry um but no no cell phone coverage no running water and just wood stove heat and uh you know come out here and deer hunt for a week so i mean and this was great for us like honestly i didn't i didn't know what to expect i mean we all kind of like asked questions like you know originally we were talking about you know, sleeping bags or not sleeping bags. And then I was like, okay, do I need like a 60 degree bag or like my zero degree bag, you know? Um, but I mean, this is great. I mean, we got, we got lights even without the Wi-Fi. I mean, we got lights, we got running water. I mean, the water pressure sucks, but you know, whatever (laughs) it's better than not, it's better than going down to the stream every night to freaking wash your face. And you're, you know, you know, we got running water, we got, flushable toilet yep. showers beds so i mean we brought our own sheets but yeah yep. i mean it's a whole stove you got a freaking electric stove over there and yeah pots so there's, and pans there's two and- things um one one about this house and then one about the, the the cabin so the cabin like i keep on saying it doesn't have running water but what it does have actually is like over across the street where the ballpark is up the side of that mountain um there my ancestors actually dug a um they they tapped into the aquifer all the way on the side of the mountain and ran piping all the way down to the house so there is a natural spring that runs to that cabin do they have a permit for that 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 was before (laughs) permits existed but what is really interesting is in in maine like there's water rights I mean, it's, I think it's in a lot of different states, yeah, but yeah, sure, um, sure. when CMP came through here and they tried doing the, um, the corridor, the CMP corridor, the mm-hmm, run mass, mm-hmm. uh, run power down the Massachusetts that caused a huge uproar in Maine, that, that line, I saw some of the, the plans from CMP, some of like their, um, plans on where they were going to cut. And that water line is written in on the plans of, of something that they cannot disturb because of water rights. And, uh, so that, that's something that's kind of just, you know, another layer of the history of, of up here. But, um, but yeah, so this house here, like you were alluding to is, is nice. It's really nice. It was, um, yeah, I mean, for a hunt, like a hunting, camp, I wouldn't even really like, call it a hunting camp. I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a house. Right. Yeah. You know? It's a house. It's just, you know, it's just an old house. But, that's all. um, th- this house also has a cool history of when the, the route 201 here, um, it used to have a bend right before the bridge and that people like Sean was telling us, people would come screaming down the mountain here and they couldn't make that turn and would, would crash into the corner of the bridge. And so they had to redirect the bridge to straighten it out. And the house was in the way the previous, the previous house that was owned, um, here had to be removed. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that Mo- one removed or removed. Well, so the one next to it on the, um, the closest to the Kennebec, yep. that one got moved. I believe the one that was here was removed. Like oh, it, okay. it, it okay. was, you know, destroyed. And so they were told, um, they, they actually, the state of Maine actually was, um, 
they basically fronted the money or, you know, came about the resources to build this house set back to the point where they could rebuild the bridge into the place Mm. that they wanted it to. So this, this house was basically paid for by the state of Maine it to replace the house that they had to destroy to rebuild the the bridge so that they could straighten it out. So, Hmm. yeah. And so this house was built like in the eighties then that's why it's much nicer than everything else around. Like at least in this immediate six or seven houses that are right here. Mm -hmm. You, you definitely need to, um, like you, I mean, you're saying you, you're, you want to learn more about the history of this and stuff. Like, Obviously, like Sean sounds like a great resource. Oh yeah, yep. You you definitely need to, you know, keep keep your dad as you know as close to the. You should have your dad on do one oh, of these I too. You know, am. which I'm yeah. sure will be just it's in the like, works. I'm sure it will just be like a a, a, a hilarious show just because, <laughs> you know, just he's got he, so even, many stories. Yeah, he's, <laughs> I mean, like even my my dad's younger than your dad, and might just my dad using like microphones and oh yeah that, computer that yeah I, yeah i mean it'll be funny but yeah no i mean your dad coming up here i mean he i mean it sounded like he you know three hours was like a good trek for him yep. and you know i yep. you know you could tell he was obviously pretty wiped and stuff yeah that was the, the longest and, trip that he's done in a little while but it was so. i mean it was awesome i when he came up here and you know he was sometimes with dogs you like you never know how people are going to be some people are just not dog people and they just they just treat him weird. And your dad, like, obviously, he, he said he had, uh, you know. Weimaraner. Weimaraner, yep. yep. And it Name was just. Bo. Yeah, it was <laughs> it was just awesome seeing him come. I mean, he was so happy to have all the dogs around. Oh, yeah. I mean, and my dog's nuts. You know, he's a three-year-old German short hair. And, you know, Jordan's dogs are nuts, especially his one-and-a-half-year-old. Yeah, you know, Rem- who, Remy is a little who feels the need to constantly try and assert dominance on my dog, who's just a or be in you your know, lap. Yeah, or be in your lap, you know. But I mean, he just was all for it, man. I mean, he was he just loved it. And it was it was awesome to just see, you know, just like my my dog just bring your dad happiness it's just yeah it was you know yeah yeah he's cool. he's, he's a dog guy. makes he it, it almost makes been. me feel like i made him feel young again type of thing you know <laughs> yeah yeah and no, he's he... telling us all these funny stories and i mean even i mean i just like could not even believe sometimes like you would say something about like like just give him the littlest detail like that probably meant nothing and he would just be like, oh, yeah, yeah, that was so-and-so, and they did this, and it was this house, and actually before the house, it was this happened, and blah, blah, blah. And you're like, how the hell do you remember that? Like, yeah, Everything led to a story. Yeah, I mean, it, and, and with again, upon the feeding the most insignificant detail about something, it's like, oh, you remember that that person that was down at this place? And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. And you're like, How? And he would just just give you the whole story, and you're like, "Oh shit, that makes sense." Like the whole story makes sense, you yeah. know. Like there's it's just yeah. He uh, he yeah. He's his his uh, memory has always been on point. He's 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 a storyteller. That's how he's always been. You know, yeah. you can be like, "Oh hey dad, you remember that one thing that you know happened on that day?" And yeah, exactly. That's exactly what he does. Is he he can just bring and I up remember the day like before, that. and I remember the day after yep. too. Yeah, and you're like, "What the hell?" Yep. Like come on man but yeah that i mean that was part of the reason um why i 
told him, you know, that he should come up here is because I, I knew he was going to love seeing the dogs and, you know, didn't didn't really necessarily get a chance to watch him work, but he was still happy to be up here anyway. So oh, absolutely. Yeah. So we actually shot a grouse, though. We yeah, did. we did. We, we, sh- we, we didn't shot get skunked, one, right? <laughs> we didn't get skunked. We did, we did shoot a grouse. You had a great eye and caught a couple on the side and did did the old main truck hunting, uh, you know, it's it's due diligence and uh, got it done. Yeah, I, I I don't know. I mean, it was, and you it shot was, out with your grandfather's gun, didn't you? Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, I mean, I like I we I mean we shot the one sh- that doesn't shoot straight. Right? Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I so we I've shot sporting clays, I've shot trap, I've shot skeet. Like we literally, me and Jordan went to the range like a couple days before coming here, and we were like, hey, like let's just go walk the course, shoot fifty sporting clays, like you know, what just you know practice practice like sure. we're gonna play right you know yeah. i mean just like sports and we did and you know <clears throat> so i i asked my dad on the way up here i'm like hey you got that 16 gauge side by side that you know grandpa said you know he so the story is that the last time he shot that which was probably th- or picked it up was 30 no what did i say 50 years ago yeah yeah, so he had a, a 16 gauge side by side, and uh, he used to pheasant hunt. And my grandfather really didn't know anything about, you know, hunting. Everything he's, you know, he's an Italian immigrant. Everything he was taught was from, uh, you know, his friend that he had in the states here and in in town and whatever. And but uh, the last time he picked up that gun was probably 50 years ago. And he was pheasant hunting and he flushed a a pheasant got flushed right in front of him and flew towards him and he ducked and he, it actually hit the barrel of his gun. And he thinks that the barrel was bent by the pheasant hitting it because he (laughs) then flushed a pheasant later that day and missed the shot. And he thinks it's because the barrel's bent. Now I can tell you that I've shot, trap and ski and blah 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 i've shot clays with that gun since then and i've not experienced any kind of barrel situation yeah Yeah. the barrel's fine so anyways yeah so i was like dad hey we're stopping in connecticut on our way up to maine anyways you know can i grab that 16 gauge and he was like yeah sure whatever and um oh so you didn't even have it with you no i mean yeah it was at my dad's house i mean i had 16 gauge shells but yeah, so I took it up with me, and uh, coincidentally, that's the only grouse that got shot was yep. with with that gun. So, I it mean, sounds like that gun needs to come back to North Carolina. Yeah, it I, does. I know. It's I a lucky yeah, charm we're, now. yeah, it's yeah, the sixteen gauge. It, man, it's an old one. Man, it doesn't even have a butt pad on it. It's got one of those plastic like. It's got yeah. I have a feeling you have connections. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> sure, we could put a butt pad on it, but what's the fun in that? I mean, it's I mean, why, why you know. But yeah, so we, uh, I don't know what the heck happened. We were driving around one evening. Um, I think you, mo- I drove, I drove mostly this week cause my truck is a full size truck and we had the, you know, anywhere from one to two dogs with the kennels in the bed and the bed cap and all that crap. All the and, things. And the three, 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 three guys. To four guys. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, you know, I mostly drove, but 
you know, in the afternoon, I think uh, was like Wednesday or something. You were like, you know, a couple our, days. Yeah. I drove yeah. To Tacoma, you were like, yeah. yeah, let me let's just take my truck. We're going to take no dogs and let's just go and yeah. drive the road and make and, it easier for the two of you guys to jump out. And shoot yeah. Something. So, I mean, I was just sitting in the back and we were driving roads and shit. We must have been doing 20 or 30 miles an hour. You know, I mean, we weren't we weren't. I don't think I do not but, think when I saw this one we were going slow. I don't like, think I was going that fast, but yeah, I mean, okay, maybe you weren't going yeah. that fast, but we we were not crawling. No, yeah, and I don't know how I saw it, man. My my eyes just saw a thing moving in the woods right on the other side of the ditch, and my brain processed it like two seconds later, and I was like, stop, 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 and. You were like you you drove past it a little bit and then stopped and I got out and I was just like bird 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 like he went in at that pine tree on the right like he's right there on the ditch and we just ran right up there and when I got up there he literally had tucked his head and picked his head up and he was and about ready to head. go yeah he was getting ready to yep. bolt and I just poked that 16 gauge out and blasted him and we and we killed him Yep. And then you guys said that there was another. You there guys jumped one. out, and you guys said there was another, another one. one scurry off. Yeah, yeah. As, yeah I didn't see as, that one. As soon as uh, as soon as that one went down, I saw it thrashing. I could obviously hear the bird thrashing, and then I could hear right behind it. And so we we tried after that one, but never never caught up to it. And so this was, was this was, was Thursday too, right? Yep. So we hunted. We started hunting Monday morning, and this was Thursday evening. And, dude, I mean, it like when I shot that one, and I was like, I was like, yeah, dude, I got him. I mean, everyone was like, let's go, yeah. let's go. Oh, yeah, we were like, hyped. we got a bird. <laughs> Finally got All one. All week we got a bird, yeah. you know. Yeah, and it, I mean, it was awesome. I mean, I've literally never had a grouse in yeah, my hand before. Yeah. yeah, because I mean, like I said, we flushed one last year, and we chased that thing for an hour, and we. We lost it, you know. That's North Carolina. Yeah, I mean. Which, which honestly, like, it, you know, that was something that was kind of interesting to me, too, is, like, typically when I'm up here, you know, say say I see a bird on the road. I get out of the truck. I go after it. It flushes. I might go after it, like, one other flush, you know, if I can. You know, if it goes too deep into some thick stuff, I'm probably not even going to attempt because there's a million more out there that I can go get on after. It was funny because every single time that there was even a flash of a grouse, you guys wanted to work it for the next two hours. (laughs) Yeah, I mean... Yeah. <laughs> oh, how many times did I just like disappear yeah. off into the yeah. woods yeah, and just exactly. like it's like just go a little bit deeper. Yep. <laughs> just go a little bit yep. deeper. And so, I'm like, no, no, no. Like, let's go back to the truck. There's more. <laughs> that's why I kind of got like mad at you guys. So like the the like internally, the first day, the first morning when we when Cal flushed that grouse and you shot at it. Yeah. We then, all four of us and Cal, got on that bird again yep. in the thick woods and flushed it again. Yep. And then it flew, you know, 25 yards and came back down. And everyone was on that bird. And we were all looking for it. We basically set up like a police line and we were trying to like trap the bird in, right? And then your cousin... <laughs> 
sees a snowshoe hare and he's like, <laughs> I got a rabbit over here. And he's like, Bow! and tries to shoot it. And then everyone was focused on the freaking rabbit. And I was like, what about this damn grouse that we literally flushed? Yep. And it was huge. Yep. And I like spent a half an hour looking for the damn grouse and everybody else just like moved on and was like, let's get this rabbit. Like, I was like, what's going on? Yeah. yeah I mean, it, again, you know, hindsight 2020, maybe we should have kept on that grouse now knowing, but like, I mean, honestly, I, I thought the week was going to go good after Monday, but you know, who knows? We all did. Yeah. Yeah. We all did. So I don't know. Um, but so we got one, right? We got one. Yep. We we tried to run the dogs again this morning. Well, we tried. We ran. Yeah. We we ran Cal and Moose this mm-hmm. morning. Ran dogs basically. We ran dogs yep. every morning. Yep, every yep. morning. Yep. And then um, and then in the afternoon we brought the dogs. This this afternoon, the last afternoon, we brought the dogs with us, but we didn't. We uh, didn't, we didn't actually drop the dogs. Yeah. What? Uh, no, we didn't. No, not we did not, not even a little bit. No. Um. But there is, uh, and and I'm, I, I, I feel a little bad because I shot one, and I know how bad Jordan wanted, and how bad y- Joe you wanted Jordan and I at least each yeah, to at shoot least one. You guys that we shoot in the one. manner way of yeah. driving well, the no, roads not even, and not jumping. Even that. <laughs> it wasn't even that. I, I know, just wanted I know, you guys to shoot one, and that was honestly what I felt especially in the afternoons was the best way to, to do it was to just cover ground yeah. with the truck. I mean, and it was work. It was, sort it was of working. working every, every afternoon, the last three days that we that we drove, we'd at least seen grouse. So like it was working and yeah. it just, just didn't work out. Well, the benefits, so. the benefits of all the driving around is that, I mean, we were, we have some areas now, that don't seem very much traveled where they, <laughs> they yeah. do have a lot of like a lot of like that grouse habitat yep. and food and everything that yep. like i said it doesn't look very very much traveled yeah so it's yeah i mean pressured. you know like you you've you've said it a couple of times today like you you want to come back I, and like obviously you guys are both more than welcome to come back like this place will be open for you guys to do that uh, for sure and like we have gained a lot of knowledge to do this again and be much more set up for success. Yeah, I mean, so. you're not a grouse hunter. No, like no. you're you're not a you're not a bird hunter. Nope, I don't have bird dogs. I I really yeah. really grouse are grouse and turkeys. They're are like really secondary. The, yeah, grouse and yeah. turkeys are really the only thing that I hunt, and they're like yeah, they're secondary. I'm yeah. more of a whitetail hunter, and yeah. that's about it. <laughs> I mean, and Jordan, how how like. How much do you feel like you know the forks? Like after this, like I mean, you could name at least a half a dozen roads. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. like which is just weird because like but, we got here and we kind of just put it all on Joe. I mean, we literally. I mean, and Sean. I mean, Sean was up here doing a little bit of scouting and yep. driving around, yep. but I mean. We had no plan. I mean, like yeah, we we could get on on X and st- and look at stuff, but I mean. I, it's it's totally different in North Carolina. Um, like we we don't we don't really have well 
You don't we, have this. We don't have logging. We don't have logging roads. We don't and we don't have like the unposted the land, land access that Maine has. Yeah, that's right. the other thing. So explain explain those differences because I think that's a really important aspect of this. That like even you guys like. I mean, it's public land or get permission on private. Well, yeah. So, so like, so so like even multiple times you guys were like, this is private land and we're allowed to be here. Like, right. We had to triple check without permission. Are you sure about that? And I'm like, yes, guys. Like, I promise you it's the way that the law is written. So like explain like what you guys do in North Carolina. So, well, so up here, like Maine and New New Hampshire um, specifically, I know, but they're, they, Unless your land is posted properly with posted signs or purple paint markers spaced properly, the right height, all the, you know, whatever, as the law is written, technically any land that is not properly posted is huntable. Correct. And, and that does get weird like in the southern end of the state but it, sure sure because you know some people just you know they'll well, post like the front of yeah. their property and you could probably get into trouble with that and like you know there's some gray areas but yeah definitely, but overall definitely. yes the way that that started that the reason like why that started is because maine is so it's like 90 percent privately owned and at, like the area that we're in right now there's thousands and thousands of acres that are owned by logging companies. Right. And that's how this whole law started is it was like, well, there's all this land it's owned by these private entities and nothing is posted. And so like at some point it was just determined, it was like this handshake agreement of like, yeah, if it's not posted, you're allowed to be here and there's signs everywhere. But who is that agreement with? It was basically like with the logging companies yes, and, yes. and hunters slash exactly. like in the state of Maine. Yeah. In the yeah. state of Maine. Yep. Right. Yeah. So, which is super weird for us because I mean, North we, Carolina has around, I want to say 2 million acres of public land and it's either public land and getting to know that public land and on X is your best friend in North Carolina with <laughs> with the uh, property boundaries and everything like that. Right. Um, yeah, property boundaries are or, extremely important. Extremely important. Or you get permission on private, and but, I mean, even then... I That's mean, also probably tough to work with dogs, though, dealing with the property boundaries. That, and, sure. then, and yep. then also, I mean, it's, it's pretty much all taken up by deer and turkey hunters. Right. So... And, and you know, to add to the matter, you know, you... you if you're in the right place at the right time, like you'll get shot at in North Carolina. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's yeah. definitely, you know, obviously we're not hunting in like the, the densely populated, you know, urban areas of Greensboro and Winston-Salem and, you know, and whatever. But if you are on someone's property, there's a good chance that <laughs> they're going to come out saying, who are you and why are you in my property boundaries? Yeah. And they might take some shots at you. Right. So you don't, want to put yourself in that situation and be on you know that property that you're not supposed to be on right. where in north carolina or in in maine it's you know it's 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 a little more commonwealthy at, I'll say. at least at least up here like like i said you know yeah. down down south especially like where I, where i'm at and along the coast and stuff like that it there's a lot of posted signs <laughs> and also like 
just things get tight and and it is more like North Carolina in that sense um, but up here it's not it's a whole different ball game up here I mean we have literally hundreds of thousands of acres of unposted quote-unquote public land to hunt up here that's privately owned well and that's and that's kind of why I thoroughly enjoy hunting woodcock is because it is a migratory bird and they do gravitate toward areas that are you know pretty easily accessible on public land um just just their habitat and what they eat and everything like that so that's why it's so popular that's yeah. why it's so popular in north carolina and virginia that and makes tennessee a lot of sense. and yeah south carolina yeah so. those big parcels of land and you can that, hunt, and you can hunt them from the mountains to the sea right yeah those big parcels of land that are you know conservation or otherwise untouched that's mm-hmm. where those migratory birds are going to go to mm-hmm. yeah that makes a lot of sense and i mean obviously i mean even your guys's worst year for grouse is better than right. our best year for grouse right and it's right. because of all your guys's logging and that i mean yeah that that gets money into the state and everything like that yeah yeah it is it is uh it smells different up here too well, yeah. It smells from all the logging. It smells nice. It smells <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like when we were going up into the damn like mountains where there had been logging done, I who knows, a couple years ago or ten years ago. I mean, it just smells piney. Yeah, just the you know, it just smells. It smell. It always smells like Christmas, is what I yes. want to want to believe. Yeah, no, maybe not Christmas. <laughs> no, I mean, like it just yeah, it, it smells refreshing. The fresh it cut smells cedar crisp. And, it smells yeah, and I mean, pines and you know yeah, it's the it's the evergreens, the spruce, and you know, you like literally like you even said it while we were up on the side of the mountain over there earlier. You're like, anyone need a Christmas tree? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. They, like perfect Christmas trees just all around. Which is also yeah. food for these animals. Yeah. That we love to hunt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when when I hunt them, when I hunt grouse, you know, when I'm up here deer hunting, um, going back to like their their food. Um, right now, it's mushrooms and clover and in you know summer like food. But I've I've killed them in November and we've opened up the crop and their whole crop is full of um, spruce needles mm-hmm. and and stuff like that. So it's um, yeah, it's food for them, but at certain times of the year. Yeah. Um, and so that's, 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 you know, a really interesting factor, but I, I, I agree. It does, it does smell awesome up here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just the fresh mountain air and it mixed with the evergreens and, and the spruce. Yeah. It's, it's great. It's good. It's good being up here always. is. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely one thing that, like I said, I'm originally from Connecticut you know, and I've been all over the Northeast my whole life. You know, I've been to every state in the Northeast for, you know, more than just a vacation. But, you know, that's that's definitely something I miss. And, like, the color change, you know, that's super, super beautiful to see, especially from the mountains, which, you know, we were – we had a couple really nice lookout spots over the course of the week. Um, and, I mean, we saw it from the beginning of the week. Everything was – more or less green and like we, just we really starting got... to change over the course of this week. I mean, you could definitely see a difference from the beginning of the week to the end of the week. We with really the color got change. like the, yeah, like a color change. Yeah. Big, big time. It was, it was like, this was really the first week that everything really started changing from 
Monday to today, it's like completely different out there. I knew if I was going to have to make a shot in those woods, I needed to switch to tighter jokes. <laughs> that was that was definitely a that was definitely a necessity. Yeah. But but man, when when we brought that when we brought that bird back, you know, all the dog none of the dogs were in the truck with us. We we let all the dogs out and the dogs came outside and oh man, we're like all of them were like Remy was trying to grab it out of my hand. Oh yeah. Moose was trying to sniff it all up and then, you know, very nonchalantly like, Dad, I'm not doing anything wrong, trying to grab it out of my hand. You know, Moose Cal was in Cal was Cal had the weirdest response. Yeah, Cal he was, was like, like almost Yeah, Cal <laughs> was like super like hesitant. He was like, Whoa, 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 like what's that in your hand? Like that hang was, on that was weird yeah and then after like a couple he never minutes, seen a bird that big the, like <laughs> yeah. on, on, on like except for monday is like yep. he never seen a bird that big yeah i mean he warmed up to it after a little bit yeah. but i think one of the coolest things from today though honestly was um and i think this was directly related to that is you know we let all the let all the dogs smell it they all got a good whiff good you know a couple couple chomps at it if first yeah you know? it did definitely and, chomps yeah. yeah and uh but and then today we were working a piece that we let moose and cow on and uh we walked by an area and moose locked right onto it and went right over to it and you went over to inspect twice you went over to inspect it because you're like he's he's went over here twice now yeah like what's going on and it, you walked over and there was a pile of grouse feathers there yeah for whatever reason i don't know if another hunter had discarded a carcass there or and you know a coyote came and took it away or something or if a bird was just drumming there and feathers had been discharged from the bird i don't think that's what I don't it was think it was that I there was, was one of the, some one of the clump of feathers for some reason that were a hundred percent grouse feathers and moose like jumped on that like twice yeah and i think that's directly correlated to him getting a whiff of it the night mm -hmm. before so that's really cool to see like i mean you gotta yeah, you gotta yeah. just one think, day to the next like an actual connection you, you gotta just yep. think that like you know i keep referring to it like as like levels but he like leveled up as a bird mm -hmm. dog there mm -hmm. you know getting the smell and then finding those the next day he's now like a level up of a bird dog, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, from having that experience. So I think and that, and I that's think, what, that's what part of the, like the training is. It's just like yeah. putting those pieces together. Right. Cause and you know, they're all still so young and still just figuring it all out. I mean, so. a, lot, a lot of the books and, and that I've read and mentors that I've had is like the, one of the biggest things that they say is just shut up and hunt your dog. Yep. And everything will start to fall, fall, yep. fall into place. Yeah. So, you know, even though we didn't kill a pile of them, I still think that you guys got massive bird dog experience this week. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as, as trainers and, and as your dogs getting the experience themselves, yeah. it was a blast. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and then to, to close out our trip, I mean, we, not only did we, go out on our last night with the dogs in in tow um we went down a super sketchy road that looked like it was gonna be you know hard packed dirt and it was not i mean we were literally riding the skid plate the entire way <laughs> and then we got into some real muddy stuff and the whole i mean i think 
everyone in the truck was definitely like I was a little nervous. Yes. Sure. <laughs> everyone was like, We've got a we've got a ways to go down this trail to get out. We really cannot turn around. We've got three guys and two dogs in the truck. No service. No service. A full size truck. I got all kinds of branches just tearing up the side of my truck. <laughs> oh yeah, and, you're gonna have plenty of pinstripes to yeah, check out when yeah. you get back to North Carolina. <laughs> but I mean, we were all expecting like at any moment we were like, you know what? This is gonna turn into a damn bog. And at any minute we're gonna be screwed because like it's just gonna be like too much to reasonably put four wheel drive on and tr- and just plow through it. And we were all feeling that. And when we got to the end, man, oh my gosh, everyone was like so relieved when we popped out on the main road. Yep. We we're like, holy shit! And, that, and by okay, the main road, in, I mean we're still on a logging. We're still road, on a logging road. Yeah, like, but dirt I mean, logging hard road. packed yeah. dirt, yeah. like you know whatever. And then. And then we had, what, half an hour? Not even. Not even on our way out, and we saw, uh, we saw like, a spike moose. um, Which I've never seen a moose in person before. Right, yeah. Jordan was was like, Jordan was like, (laughs) oh, my God, that's a moose. It was the greatest reaction. Holy shit. Yeah, it was, it was, Gabe, Gabe hits the brakes. He goes, that's a moose. And Jordan just goes, holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> that's, so that's the first moose you've ever seen, right? Yeah, that yeah. was the first one. And apparently yeah. it was a baby. I mean, it was a young moose. It was a small bull. Um, he had just tiny little fork paddles. And, he was um, like, as, and he was as tall as my F one fifty. I mean, yeah, he was still yeah. probably six, seven hundred pounds. Oh yeah, you know? for sure, for yeah. sure. And Jordan was just like jaw dropped, like holy. It shit. was on my bucket list for this trip, guys. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, and that's funny because Greg is. was talking about it the like earlier in the week, and you're like, what? You saw two moose today? He was like, man, I gotta see a moose while I'm up in Maine. Like, I just got to. Yep. yep. And, and then, I, and so then after that. Yeah. Then after that, we saw we saw this dog-like figure pop out like 200 yards in front of us on the logging road, which we all thought originally was a wolf. Yep. And we got my binos and we're looking at them through the windshield and we're like, oh yeah, 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 that's definitely a wolf. And then Joe picks up the binos and he goes, that's not a wolf. That's, he's like, that's a lynx. That's a freaking huge lynx. And yeah, I'm like, damn, like a that's 70 like a 70-pound yeah. lynx. Yeah, and we look at it again, and we're like, holy shit, that is. Yeah, had the pointy ears and a bobtail, and it was just standing right in the middle of the logging road. That letting, thing letting looked like it was staring into my soul, it, dude, when it, I looked through those binos. It, it, <laughs> well, he was probably was, looking at my headlights. I mean, yeah, he was looking at your truck, but, like, I mean, you know, those things are big enough like any other uh, predator of that size or bigger that – you know, if they see something like it's it's doing its evaluation of like, can I eat you? Yeah. Or, yeah. Should like, I? Yeah. Should I retreat yeah. or should I like yeah. buff, you know, like yep. puff my chest yep. out? And so it was standing there. It let us it let us view it for a while, like good 20, it, 20 seconds, yeah. 30 seconds or so. And then took off into the woods. And then after that, we're riding down the road kind of towards the direction of leaving the logging roads heading back to the main road and you know we're still in shooting light and we're still hoping a grouse pops out on the road when we take a corner and there's woodcock freaking flushing in every direction which as soon as we get out of the truck they're mia and yeah and you can't see them anyways because it's like it's shooting light but it's you know it was dark yeah 
And then uh, we come around a corner, and there it is again. I stop, and I'm like, that's a moose. That's and Jordan's like, holy shit, that's two mooses. There's fucking two mooses. It's an even bigger like, moose. It's huge. And, and Joe's like, oh, my God. He's like, dude, that's like a that's like a freaking good-sized moose right there. Like, like that would be a shooter, no problem. Oh, yeah. I would have been stoked to shoot that one. It yeah, was like, I know. It had about, a, like, a, if I had to take a guess, it was about a 35-inch spread moose. Which oh, yeah. Is yeah. a very respectable Yeah, moose, for sure, you know? for sure. So that was that was really cool to see. I, I was happy to see that. It one. was a good way to cap off the trip. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah, like a an an adventurous an adventurous uh, concerning jaunt through a trail that obviously hadn't been traveled in a while, and then you know see two pretty significant pieces of wildlife. You know. Yeah, and I I've never seen a lynx in real life before too. Yeah, so that neither was have first, I. That was a first for me. That was really cool. Um, and yeah, honestly, when we when we got back into town and we stopped in at Barry's, I was kind of hoping because it's a um, it's a it's a moose hunting week this coming week. Oh yeah. Um, when it's the second season, yeah, everybody's in town. Apparently. Everyone's in town now. But honestly, when we stopped in over at Barry's, I was hoping to run into a moose hunter because I was going to tell him about that bull that we saw. I was going to say, hey, you know, I was going to point him in the direction and, and tell him. But we didn't run into anyone that looked like they were, you know, prepping for moose hunting. But we saw a lot of them on the roads. That's we for did sure. see a lot of them on the roads. But and we yeah. saw and we saw a lot of moose tracks, too, over the course of the week. But I mean, and scat. Know. Yeah, yeah, yep, yeah, they're yep, definitely lots. here. Yep, but yeah. So I don't know anything else you guys wanna wanna recap on. I think we'll probably wrap this up here. I mean, it was a it was certainly a long way for us to travel. You know, yeah, obviously, I, I hate I hate that we didn't shoot a bunch of them, but you know that's how it goes. No, I mean, yeah, that's I mean we didn't yeah. we on our dove hunt that we did. You know, you came yep. back down to North Carolina. And, you know, we did a dove hunt, which, again, is kind of like a southern tradition. And we expected to, you know, shoot the piss out of them. Yep. And it, and it really it didn't, didn't happen, happen either, you yep. know. I mean, yep. and, and it and is what it is. And we still had fun with that, too, you know. Yeah, like yeah, we, for sure. We shot a couple. And, and, like, you know, shooting a couple shooting a couple doves is kind of the equivalent of shooting one grouse, I guess. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, know? sure, sure. Well, by, bottom line is I wouldn't. I wouldn't change this trip for the world. So yeah, no, I mean it was an awesome trip. I mean, luckily it worked out. Like, you know, we could stay at my parents' house, and so it broke up the drive. Because I mean, like I said, six sixteen hours for us is that's a haul. Yeah, with three dogs and yeah, it's a long. You know, trip I found sure. a truck bed cap like two days before we before left we for left. this trip. <laughs> you know, and bought it from this guy like an hour and a half away, which worked and, out great. Um, yeah, anyway, I mean, but like, yeah. It was it was it was tight to make it all work, um, but yeah, I mean, I'm glad we did it, and I think we're like 10x more prepped to do it again and be successful. So, yeah, definitely, def- uh, definitely. definitely could make it happen, you know, in coming years. So, a lot Absolutely. of lot of lot of hunting left in our lives. So yes, yes, indeed. So that'll that'll uh, that'll be something we'll have to prep and do it again. Mm-hmm. So. Just right, remember, guys. ladies and gentlemen, trust your dog. <laughs> Any final words? No? Yeah. We're all good? Nope. All right, cool. Yep. Well, thanks for joining. See you again next time. <laughs> <laughs>